2: Welcome back. Today we're going to have Coach Derek Leonard. He's the head coach at Rochester, high school down in Rochester, Illinois. Coach, thanks for being here.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me, man. Uh,
2: Or title town, as I call it down there in Rochester. I call that title town. Um, (laughs) Coming off another state title win. You're relaxing a little bit now. Um, How does it feel now, relaxed, looking back on the season? You guys got your other ninth state title there. How does it feel? after relaxing, looking back on it.
0: Yeah, it's um, it was good. It was a great, it was a fun year, good man. I had a, a great group of seniors, um, two coaches, kids, with my D coordinator son and my offensive line son. So it was, those kids have grown up being ball boys, water boys. Mm-hmm. So I knew this group pretty well growing up. And um, it was a fun, they were a fun group. They didn't give me much trouble. They were good kids. They were smart football players. Um, so it was good. It was really good, but it is time. It's nice now to relax a little bit. Like, I don't care how good your year, how bad your year is. All coaches know, man, it's, there's a time when it, when it's over and it's, it's a sigh of relief. You know what I mean? And that's uh and I I don't care if it's good or bad. We all need that break. And man, that's where I am right now. Kind of is I just, man, it's, it was good. I needed, I needed Christmas Uh and I needed that break because I think we just, um, like you we were talking earlier, it's just now from June to Thanksgiving, if you're lucky enough to go to Thanksgiving, it's, it's a grind, man. Yeah. It's, it's six months of, of getting after it. And, and so, and really, you know, the first few months, then you, you got to collect equipment, banquet, mm-hmm. you know, that week after football is, is sometimes the worst. And then, then Christmas break. So once school, once we got that break, that was, that was good for me. So.
2: Yeah. Uh, mentally we need that. Like, I can't imagine for you. You're used to going into Thanksgiving, but I couldn't imagine every year almost going to Thanksgiving. Like, like you said, my wife might kill me if that happened all the time, going into Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, Just- yeah I feel bad. I me and my uh, the basketball coach here are good friends. He, he, he uh, <laughs> we always joke. You know what I mean? Because they they usually miss two or three weeks, and so yeah, um, he,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's been, but it's a good problem for us, bad for him, but um yeah no it's you know it is i mean that month is big because again you get into thanksgiving break Uh uh-huh then you jump right into christmas you know that december is always quick yeah after after that break and so it's always an interesting um it's a good problem to have obviously right right but it's uh it is fast and the things come up on you quick and like i said christmas is kind of that time where you finally get to breathe a little bit and relax
2: yeah um I wanted to tell you something funny. Um, I've seen you the last couple summers. You come up to the suburbs, you're doing the, the seven on seven that we join. And it was so funny this year for some reason. I look over, I'm like, hey, God, first of all, when your kids showed up two years ago, they were in cowboy hats and boots like your lineman. I loved it. The head coach loved it. Our kids were like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, that's Rochester. How do you know? I was like, trust me, that's Rochester. And I loved it. So this year when we were watching you guys, they were like, our kids now are like, where's the cowboy hats and the boots? Because nobody else wears them. And it it was real funny because I met you a couple of times through people I knew, and I said, hey, I'm going to go talk to Derek. And they go, wait, you're just going to walk up to him and talk to him? That's Derek Leonard. And I'm like, yes, I'm just going to walk up to him and say hi. They think you're this real large, like, he's not going to talk to you. He went, like, he's not going to talk to you. I was like, yeah, he is. And I go up and say hi, so like people up here know who you are, and I just thought it was hilarious that the cowboy hats and that I could just walk up to you guys and talk to you. I know you, I know Steve. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go talk to them. Like, I don't know if you're intimidating to people or what, but people are like, you're just gonna go up there.
0: <laughs> God, I hope not. I, I'm glad you do that because that's the last thing I want to be is that's not me. I hope it's not me. So, and the cowboy thing, it's funny. Each group's different down here. You've been you've been in Central, yeah,
2: annoying. yeah.
0: That group two years ago—that was as country cowboyish <laughs> as I had ever had. This year, not quite as much, but it's funny the years and what they, the music they listen to, what they do. <laughs> that group man, they love to fish, hunt. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I wasn't that way. I was a Springfield. I was a city kid. You know, I just right. I had never, never, didn't fish much. You know what I mean? I really right. don't like animals much, and so. Even for me, it's kind of these kids are a little goofy at times. But it just but it matters the group. Like, this group this year wasn't near as much like that. The group two years ago that you saw, man, mm-hmm. pure Cowboys, country yep. as it got. So, it's funny how each group is different down
2: here. I loved it because it was the linemen first. They had the cutoffs, the cowboy hats. And I, I personally was like, that's what we – because being in Oakwood, like, we had trees around our, our field. And I'm like, that's what we wore. Like, this is awesome. Great. Well, because, again, like we were saying earlier, everybody thinks south of I-80 is just country. And I'm like, no, nah, Springfield is surrounded by it and, and stuff. But it's not yeah. it's not hick and, what like you said. So I just thought that was hilarious. Just And just, people
0: that know Rochester, it's funny because it's part of our – like, I live in Springfield, right? And yeah. so a little bit of our school district is Springfield, not much. Yeah. And so you got city kids and then you got kids that live in Buckhart, Illinois, which is small, you know, like you said, it is trees, forest, you know, it's just country. And uh, so we really have a different clientele in our school. You know, we got, we got some city kids and then we got some country kids. And so it's a neat, it's a fun for me. I like it being a smaller school. It's, I mean, you get a different mix of kids and it's, it's a fun group. So,
2: right. Yeah. I just thought you would like Those two stories and (laughs) <laughs> and um thank you and then on top of it people are like well they are smalls this is the thing it's oh that's a small school and I was like you guys are about to find out really and I'm like they're gonna come in there and compete and that first year then this past summer our kids finally figured out they're like oh yeah they're gonna compete because I think we played your JV team this year and I'm like they're still gonna compete guys and they realized it and I'm like see they can compete with anybody because the Twitter war of like catholic schools and like the suburbs and i'm like guys south of i-80 is a lot of good football so i was up there defending you guys i'm like you guys are about to find out you know <laughs> like well, thank you. <laughs> i just thought you would like those stories and i'm like guys they're willing to drive all the way up here and compete against the suburb schools. so that's a lot of respect to the rochester guys I'm like they're gonna come up here and they're gonna try to compete as hard as they can you know and, right. and prove something you know like they're gonna play anybody yeah. and We've done that it. and
0: we've done that for a long time. We went up to Northwestern's camp always and, and now the Bears thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: with Gus and what he does. Man, it's you know, it's good for us because we we man, it's number one. I don't like playing the teams you see. Mm-hmm. And then hey, in central Illinois, you, you are it is not limited, but man, Champagne, Decatur, a lot of these schools we play and so
2: yeah.
0: Um, you know, so man, that's a man, you gotta go somewhere. So it's like, hey, I like going up to Chicago, great athletes, great well coached teams and I mean, you just get to see, you know, bigger schools with bigger kids a lot of times and more athletes. And so, mm-hmm. something we've always tried to do is just go up there and play different people and compete against different people. And yeah. like you said, say yeah. sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But man, try to get those kids just to compete. So then during the season, you know, it's um, hey, you're ready to go. And it's like, hey, look well, who we played. You know, now now right. when we play our guys, it's like, hey, you know, they're ready to go and they believe. So
2: right. Um. I. You probably don't know. Maybe you do. When you guys were in the state title game, all I heard the freaking announcers going was saying, Rochester's about to see a real like Catholic school <laughs> defense. No offense to that team, because they did what they had to do, obviously. But I heard that, and I get so irritated. I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you know who teams have to play to get there? And, and Again, it's because I'm from Central Illinois. If I was from up here, I never would have thought twice. But like yeah. watching it, saying like they're about to find out what a defense is and just watching you guys play, I'm like, no, they're about to find out what central Illinois toughness is, you know. Yeah. Did you hear any of that go like from anybody afterwards or during it at all? I
0: I, I can predict what was would have been said. <laughs> but then it was funny. I you know, you get on after the game, you look at your phone, you get on the bus, you number one, you get a bunch of t- uh texts and everyone congratulating you, which yeah. is awesome. But But about half of them were, you you couldn't, can't believe these dang announcers. They're so stupid. (laughs) All this goofy stuff. And so I didn't watch the game probably for a few days, maybe even the next week, actually on the, you know, on the TV. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because
0: I was kind of interested at the time. And then after watching, I thought, oh boy, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's people, they, those guys don't, no offense, they don't know. And so all they do, they hear Catholic League and they hear, yeah, you know, Catholic League Eagles tough, hard goes. Yeah. Football, you know, in Central Illinois, Rochester equals oh, they're gonna spread it around past it, and um, I think we ran the ball fifty times for three hundred yards. You know what I mean? Right. It's Like, come on, you know. Um, I get it at first, and they were physical and tough. That was not. That's not a knock against them at all. Right. But it's like, man, we're, we're you know we're tough too. You know, and our competition's tough, and we're tough down. You know, it's it's. Yeah. Um, I don't. But they just go off what they've. Uh, I guess reputation, you know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah. it, in the end, that's all. there. And that's hard because those guys haven't seen us. They maybe watched a few films right. prior games. They don't know, you know. And so uh, everyone in Illinois just thinks, oh, Catholic League tough. And it is tough. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, uh doesn't mean we're not tough either, you know. And so, yeah, it was a – you think by halftime they would have quit saying that, but they kept going with it. And, uh, I know. Yeah, I, did. I didn't get that part of it, but it was uh, – it was good. It was good. Kids played really good. And, and yeah. I did, I thought we were going to have to pass a little bit more than we, than we did. And uh, we ended up running uh, yeah. probably percentage wise, yeah. a lot more than, than, than I thought we would have. So it was, it was, um it was our kids played really well and they give their kids credit. They, mm-hmm. That running back was a stud and, and they kind of just kept hanging around, hanging around and uh, um they, they did a good job too. So.
2: Yeah. I, I was listening to it. And I'm like, one, that head coach down there for them to does not know you're saying this. I said, coach I said, Derek doesn't know that this is being said, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm getting mad. But again, like you said, like I know I've never played some of the teams in your conference, but at least I know. You gotta play Griffin, you gotta play Chatham. Chatham's Chatham. hit or miss, they're huge. You're playing Springfield, right? Yeah, you're playing Springfields, and then it's like you play the playoffs, and it's like you're playing tough teams in the playoffs. So I don't know why edgy Tims of the world. And then we're like talking about, I you can't call these people out. I can, cause I'm not a head coach. I don't give a rat's ass about anything, but I'm like, I just couldn't believe it. And it was because up here, we're getting to the battle of private versus public. Like our youth program, they come onto our field and try to like get the kids. Like it's so bad. And that's why mm-hmm. I think they were trying to talk it up a little bit of like, well, this is the Catholic league and you're about to find out this public versus private. I think that's why they kept talking it up
0: oh yeah there's something and that's a shame and man let the two teams be yeah st Lawrence. that was a great story this year you know mm-hmm. what, I mean? what coach mm-hmm. done around turned it around and yeah they get in the state championship and and um again our reputation for whatever reason just oh we're spread throw it yeah. around team and okay. we do do that some but we're also pretty physical at times and this year we were we were a physical team and um yeah no it's uh and there's some guys i love edgy he knows what he's talking about there's some guys up there who definitely susie and those boys
1: yeah those yeah, guys yeah. they
0: do know what they're talking about but some of them like you mm-hmm. said are clueless they don't know anything south of i some of them don't know anything outside of chicago
2: no and no, so no um
0: you know and that's uh and they're hey we've got our butts beat by a lot of good teams up there you know it matters the year hey we're we're just like any school there we have our ups and downs and our ups are a little bit more than some people's, obviously, but you know, man, it's it's like anywhere, you know, you, you, it just matters the year, you know, and, right. and who you have. And this year we compete with some of them, you know. Some right. years we, you can't, and so it's it's just it matters how it goes. So
2: why but. why do you think that you do have that reputation of like you're a spread pass team? Because watching over the years, obviously, and listen to you talk. I think it depends for you what you have that year. I remember when you had the two twins, I think they were really tall. And mm-hmm. you had uh, Baker, the quarterback. You know, he was just at Southern. Like, I think for you, it depends on what you – I think you just coach to what you have, like any other public school is going to do. So why do you think that is? Because there are some times I think you guys pass, but like when I used to talk to Coach Hogan, and I'm like, no, they run the football. Like, watch them. They're going to run the football. So why do you think that is? Like, why is that
0: – Yeah, I think it goes all the way back to the, the, Will, the Will Lunt, West Lunt, yeah. air genre yeah. you know what I mean I think it goes all the way back then when we were really honestly I mean we were we were ahead of the no huddle fast yeah. yeah you I think we were one of the first few teams in Illinois to really do what we do um and so I think and just that era of time we did probably throw it around more than most people and I think then they just assume as it goes. And then you get the Nick Bakers of the world, and you right. get some of those teams that do follow that same. But really, you look over time, and a lot of our teams the 12, 13, 14 teams, the uh, the 19 team was physical as a team, yeah. you know. And then this year's team was a man. They And last year's, even though we didn't win the state, we were really as the most I'd ever ran ever. Mm-hmm. Two tight ends and. Um, so I just think it was the reputation early on. Right. I think it was the us being, you know, one of the original, you know, if that I, – so I think people – and I think people at that time, when when we were going fast and spread, that's what was associated with mm-hmm. the spread. Now you're seeing much more of these teams, even at college, that are spread teams that are running the ball, right? Right. That are kind of running the gap scheme like we do. And um, so I think it's becoming – uh, more commonplace. Where right. I just think people just again they don't they don't know. Yeah, so they see Rochester, yeah. and that's just uh, and so that's that's my opinion. I think it just the spread and where we started, and I think people that's just the first thing that comes to people's head yeah. mind, you yeah. know, when they talk about it. So
2: because during that first um five state title run, you know, I was going to Eastern. You had to go. You guys had to go play Charleston in the 2011. I was not coaching at Charleston at the time. But I went and watched that game. It was packed, and, you know, it was a good game, and you guys, you know, got away with it. But Hogan, you know, Coach Hogan was the D coordinator. Then you guys had to play him again. Well, then when he got the head job at Charleston, I had asked him about those games, and he was like, I had to pick my poison. It was stop the pass, stop the run. He goes, so I decided to stop the pass. Well, then you guys had a running back go to Iowa, I think, that year. So he like it was like, I, yeah. I couldn't do it. But I asked him, he goes, yeah, I mean, look at Charleston and all the teams. We were all running I-formation and doing this. And then you guys come in and you're spreading it out. And they just weren't prepared mm-hmm. for it because the Apollo was like I-formation, run, 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 run. But so that's why I was like, well, but you guys didn't even pass it much in that Charleston game. It was running it. So I don't understand any of it. And he was like, I just don't want to play Derek ever again or something like that or right now. like Nice of him. <laughs> you know that and that is those
0: those teams first thing is and i believe this is there's been a few years where we've been very one-dimensional and that one year was probably 2011 probably the first year we played charleston but we had wes lunt and zach grant Mm -hmm. yeah who both led the state in every category and so they were superstars at what they did every other team i've had um I, you got to be good at both. You got to be able to do both. If somebody takes one away, let's put it that way. Yeah. In my opinion, right? There's very few teams. Kerry Groves, the old Mount Carmel teams, the the Wilmingtons. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. there's teams that have these that these groups that they can just run the ball at you. And then, man, these guys are great. Coaches, great. But there's some years, man, if you're not, somebody's going to take away what you do best. And, right. and then can you can you take it to the next step and do whatever that is? And usually it's, hey, if you, they take away the pass, you got to be able to run. If you run, they, you yeah. got to be able to pass. Right? right? And so to win the championship, I believe, is you really got to be able to do both. It doesn't mean equally. But, man, if they, they put eight, nine in the box, I got to be able to throw the ball on a play action. Right. I got to be able to get the ball deep somehow um, to counter what they're doing. To to win, I think, five games in the playoffs. In the, in that, and that's one thing, except for that one year, I think we've been decent at both and never sometimes one better than the other. Um, but we've always had a quarterback that could throw it and, and we, we always did. feel like we could run. Like I said, the only year I didn't feel like we were very past dominated was that 2011 team. And then the next year, like you said, Garrett Dooley, he goes to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. We were much more of a, probably a running team
1: right? that next
0: year. And then we played them that next year and and he probably, you know, it's like facing two different teams. And, um, so yeah, that, that's, that's definitely a a belief of mine and something I think most teams, except for some super teams here or there, you gotta be able to do both.
2: Right. Um, going, going to take it back a little bit. Um, you become the head coach at Rochester. Um, Rochester, correct me if I'm wrong, was not an old school or like old football, I don't think. So 96,
0: I think, was the first varsity year for Rochester football, yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's not very old. You take over in the 2000s. Um, you're, you're taking it over. What was like your culture philosophy thing coming in? Was it, you know, how do I turn this into this program, my ultimate goal – Am I going to stay here forever? Like, that's the type of things that go through your head. And then, obviously, you, you finally you get it rolling, so obviously you're there. Um, but what was those first thoughts taking over this newish program when you come in? Yeah.
0: That's a great question. You know, I was at Prairie Central where at, when we had success, and so we threw it. I was with Brian Hassett, who's still a great friend of this day and uh, man had a lot of success made to the state championship Lost at driscoll our first year there and we were going empty every every play kind of the mm-hmm. riverside brookfield <laughs> yeah throwing it around crazy stuff right and uh so i was getting married that year to my wife Lindsay, and she's from springfield and so man god just put this i mean this is basically springfield
2: yeah
0: put yeah. this i uh, i mean at 23 24 i mean and at that age you know man i didn't know any better to be honest i did i didn't know I didn't, I mean, yeah, I had a philosophy, but it was also, I just, I wanted to be the best coach I could be. And I wanted to, I wanted to have fun, you know, and I, and I wanted to, they just kept telling me, man, you gotta get the basketball players out. You gotta get these athletes out. And so that's all I knew at the time was spreading out, throwing it, having fun Mm -hmm. going you know, right. eventually we started going fast, but we were kind of a slower, no huddle team that first year, 2005. And I got blessed with a kid named Will Lunt Mm -hmm. who, um, man, who, uh, I think up to a few years ago was the all-time lead pastor of state of Illinois. And, uh, man, we, we were three and six, five and five, five and five, but man, you know what? We had fun and we just, you know what? I, I had no kids at the time. I was, I, I grinded it out, had fun. Mm-hmm. something I probably couldn't do now. I know right. I couldn't do it now. Um, uh, but I, I did then and, and kind of that ignorance and young age, I think was a benefit at the time. Um, but I, a lot of things like philosophy and things, I, again, I didn't even think all I did was just, man, mm-hmm. give the kids my best and got after it, you know, and had right. fun. And eventually you got, we got some good groups. We came, we started, you know, forming a program, mm-hmm. forming a system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and at that time, I, you know, what we do today, I was just talking to somebody on the, on a Zoom. And I mean, it was luck how we ran into a lot of this stuff, you know, um, the no huddle, fast, no huddle stuff. We were just doing it at the goal line. This was in my second year and it it, and we were going code words and we're doing this thing and man it it was working it was like man i gotta do this all the time (laughs) so next year we kind of developed into that and then we had wristbands and so we were going 50 50 the next year i was like i hate these wristbands, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah
0: and it's kind of man we and then when now we've evolved where we're at today and um so basically from 2007 to today um we've been doing the snow huddle thing and so we're just i think we're farther ahead than most people, obviously, and, right. and have a system and, and the kids. And we, and don't be fooled. I had some great talent come at the right time. Right. You know, like I said, after Will Lunt graduated, I had Sean Robinson, who was a, played at Purdue, quarterback, and then moved to middle linebacker, and then Will mm-hmm. Lunt, or West Lunt. Yeah. And, uh, had these great teams come at the right time and then after that man it was just these kids just believed and uh-huh. and now it's a program but it was um, a lot of it right place right time God took care of me uh-huh. um I think it was one one benefit I always tell people was yeah they started football in 96 but one of the best things is a lot of the parents did not know football okay and so these you've been to basketball baseball games everybody knows everything not yeah. everyone knows football but especially when you're a town, where a lot of the parents didn't play. Right. So a lot of these Rochester parents that had kids, they just trust you and they go with yeah. you and, and they like throwing the ball. And so as a youngster, you know, I didn't get much, I didn't get much uh, feedback from the, from the fans and the people, because right. man, a lot of them hadn't played football. And so right. a few people had come from other towns and played, but overall I would say over 50% of the parents had, hadn't played. And, right. and so that's kind of a interesting thing that I always talk about that, man, I just had no kickback
1: uh-huh. early on. Yeah.
0: And uh, which was kind of neat because, man, they just trust you and they say, hey, just, you know, take care of my son. And um, so it's kind of funny how God works and how you end up where you're at and where we're at today. So,
2: right. Well, you also have to be able to coach that talent. You were blessed with the talent, but you also have, I tell people about that, Phil Jackson, like, you still have to coach it. You still have to figure out. But maybe without you knowing that was your culture, like, we're going to have fun, we're going to compete. And without you knowing it as a youngster, maybe that was like, that set culture that you weren't even trying
0: hundred percent i'm not as organized even to this day i get I, and i have some great friends and people i listen to and mm-hmm. follow and man they are so organized and they have i mean they got their four c's and this is their program you know right. courage and character and yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i've never been like that or done that i i obviously you know my my dad i, yeah, I think yeah. i just learned i learned from the best and that in the end, you got to walk your walk and talk your talk. Yeah. And if you, if you do that, they will believe in you. Right. Mm-hmm. But if, yep. as soon as you, as soon as you, t- if you talk about those things and you leave and you don't lead that lifestyle yourself, yeah. your coaches don't, you don't, you don't do that at practice. You don't demand those things. That Man, then you're a phony mm-hmm. and, and these kids aren't going, man, I don't care what sport, anything, they're not going to follow you. And That's, and I learned that from dad, you know, I think, man, you got to walk your walk and talk your talk. And so those things, those guys do are great. And some of those guys also walk their walk and talk their talk. Right. But I get, I see a lot of guys who do talk about all these things and then you see them coach and it's like, Oh boy, you know, it's that you're not, what you're preaching to them is not what you're, how you're acting. And um, so it's interesting. A lot of times, And I just, my, my past and who I had as coaches outside of my father basketball, you know, I played basketball, baseball, played it all. And, um, my best coaches were the ones who, man, really, whatever they preached is how they lived. That doesn't mean they're perfect and they didn't sin, but, um, man, they, they, what they were trying to do, you believed in, right. Um, those are the people, those are the people I followed and, and, and trusted the most and respected the most. And that's how I tried I think that's how I just led my life early on and, and try to do to the best of my abilities because man, I really didn't have a mm-hmm. I couldn't repeat anything or say this was our or we follow mm-hmm. this guy's, you know. Um I, I just try to live a good Christian life and have fun and I, I hope the kids followed because that's man, that's and to this day it's kind of it's kinda of like that, you know. And right. Um just I guess a little different. So
2: Well, I mean it's working. <laughs> I mean it's it's working. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, and then now it's a town that knows football kind of, you know, after a while, Mm -hmm. you know, and now you have these, cause then I guess, I guess, I guess that leads into like, because you've had success and everything else, is there that pressure now? Cause now they know, now they know football. I'm gonna put that in quotations. Mm -hmm. They know football. You're doing stuff. Is there this pressure that's built or you just kind of like, you know what, if I let that hit me, then there is pressure, you know, like I can't Mm -hmm. let that hit me at all.
0: Yeah, it's, fun. it's from 2005, when I took this job to today, this is a totally different town. And part of that, and it's because it's of football. I mean, and I'm talking and I'm the school hasn't changed. It's a great community, great school. Um, But yes, what people how people look at football, number one, because when they started football here, I think it was 96. I Steve Taft, who started football here. He's a great man. Um, tells a lot of great stories that you know. Half the people didn't want it. It was a soccer town; they did not hmm. want football. And so there was a there there was still a lot of people when I got here that were anti football. I don't see that near as much anymore. We're kind of foot like you said, football town, yeah. and um, which is a good thing. And um, so where we're at now is yes, a lot more people know it, but it, the rough thing now, which is again, I tell people it's a great problem to have. Yeah, and I'm not complaining, yeah. but uh, I. You do feel bad for the kids because we are a little bit to the point of title or bust. It, yeah. It's title yeah. or it was a failure. Yeah, in their yeah. minds, and that's unfair to a kid. The team two years ago, we lost to my dad's team
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the semifinals. It was one of the best teams that that team played. To it's God-given talents, probably better than any team I have had in eight or uh, eighteen years. You mm-hmm. know, but man, they just man, we played a better team. They beat us, and, uh, man, we didn't play good at the end, right? But that team played its God-given talent better than maybe any team I've had. And so I was more proud of that team. But in their minds, man, they didn't make it, and they didn't win that state championship. And so, um, you know, so you hate that for those kids because it is the feeling. And and like I said, that's a great expectation. It's great to have those goals. But you also have to pull back and say, hey, you know, this is – Mm-hmm. look at what you did and who you are what you you know what you were because man it, it's it's not as easy as just winning a state championship every year it's hard right. and and we've been blessed to to do it a few times and um but man it's not easy and it's not always going to happen and it's not going to happen you know it's not going to go perfect from here on out I tell people there's going to be some ups and downs we're like any public school yeah and um, we just man, we've just been on a good run and Um, but there is a times where it's a relief if you, when you win it and and sometimes, um, you know, and, and you feel bad for the teams that don't because man, they, they, they work just as hard. They were, they just, man, for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, one game went bad, the balls, you know, went the wrong way one time, bad one, bad call and and you don't win it. And, um, so that, that's where we're at now, kind of, which is, like I said, it's not, People think, oh, well, that I would rather have your life. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, it's we are spoiled in that standpoint, but it is also tough on these kids because, man, it's it's imagine having to win a state championship where it's to to a lot of them, it's, uh, man, it's kind of a failure. So,
2: yeah, I didn't even, I'm glad you brought up the kids part because I'm just thinking about you guys as adults hearing the fans scream because I'm not going to say we all, I knew if you guys don't win a state title, they say things and then I, see it on twitter and i'm like you guys got to be kidding me like you guys went 11 yes. and one or 11 like you just said you just went 11 and one some teams don't even
0: get died to Die that do spot. that 100 and and you know with me i i was i've lived my life with my father and and waiting 20 years for him to win it and mm-hmm. having so many close calls and i've been on both sides i've seen both sides i've been now i've been lucky as a kid my dad won yeah. I've been lucky enough to yeah. win, so I've seen a lot of winning. Mm-hmm. But I've also lived, man. Winning a state, it's great. I love it. But man, in, after a few days, you go back to life, man, and, and, mm-hmm. and then you're on to the next year. And it's what do we got to do next? And it just never stops. It's never. And, and so these people think that it changes your. It it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, and you, you know, you better have a good base and a good background and and believe in some other things because man um that it goes away quick and uh like i said i know a lot of people who would switch and wish they had nine titles you know but man it's it's funny how it comes and goes and how each mm-hmm. year is different and you're just like all coaches run of the next year it's the next thing and it's almost a relief at times more than it is joy
2: right um
0: so it's it, it's it's interesting
2: yeah and i can imagine that each year you have to kind of stop them I know I would have to do this. I'd have to stop myself and them from, like, stop looking to week 14. Like, no matter what we've done in our conference, we could win the conference every year. But, like, if you slip up or you don't respect a team, like, hey, we're supposed to beat this team. But if you don't respect the game and respect the team, they might get you. Or, like you said, with our refing shortage, like you don't know when a bad call is going to come. And you don't know, maybe that team's on an upswing and we're not as a as big of an upswing. Or, like, now you're not prepared for the playoffs where you're going to face a team that is going through the same thing. Like, I feel like I would have to stop myself from looking ahead and, like, telling the kids, hey, it's week by week, day by day. Do not look to week 14 because you never know when you are going to slip. And it's proven, like, there's times you guys have not made it, you know. Like, you've got oh, gosh, you gotten yes. right there. And, like, hey, guys, like, hey, here's that moment. It just so happened to be week 13. You
0: know, yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. My coaches have done a great job. We and my whole thing is truly we we really don't talk about it. We used to talk about it more when we didn't have one.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's like, man, we want to be state champs. We want to get there. That was our goal. And then once we got there, you know, and you learn this, this and I don't care who you are. You could be three and six. Our job as coaches is, is I want to have – I want my players to play to the best of their God-given potential. Yep. And, and as a coach and them, I tell them that's our goal. Hey, And if if you get to that and you get to be state champs, then God bless you. But if you don't get to that level, you're not going to be a state champ or you get close to that level, right? Um, and, and so that's what we focus all summer is, is truly on. And we don't even talk about the state championship. Now, this year's team – They were pretty good Mm -hmm. during the regular season, during the playoffs. I guarantee there were times they thought, I can't wait. We got to get, we're there. Who are we playing? They're looking for him. That's natural human. You know, that's just how we are. Right. Um, But really in the summer, in the regular season, it, we've done a good job. And and not me or my coaches and everybody just, man, it's week to week. And Mm -hmm. it's, and, and that's what you enjoy is the journey. I mean, and and it's, it's lame. And people talk about it. I'm more sad. Some of those years that I don't get to go to practice and, and, or those kids that I love are leaving and going to college. It's like, man, they were fun.
1: Yeah.
0: They were, they were fun to coach and I'm more sad about that than I am winning, losing whatever the outcome was. And, and, um, but as coaches, that's what we, man, we, we got to each kid to his God given potential. And, in the end, if that's 3-6, and six, if that's 14-0, if that's whatever, um, if you got them as close to that ability, then you've done a good job. And we really work on and talk about that. Um, now, hey, in the back of their head, they know, hey, our goal is to be mm-hmm. state champs. But more importantly, it's we're only going to get there if we play to the best of our ability.
2: Right. And I think something else you have been blessed with is it doesn't seem like your coaching staff leaves. <laughs> like they've been there for a while, and I know – when Steve got there, Coach Becker, when he got there was, I remember um, Hogan telling me, like, oh, yeah, he was head coach at Lamphere, got to Rochester, and he's like, I'm never going to be a head coach again. I just want to coach defense. So you've had the D coordinator for a long time. Just, just fall away and see what you've had the same coaches. So, like, I feel like if you had that coaching staff in place, for the most part, that just continues to roll it through a little bit because you know what the expectations are. They understand the kids. They understand the area. And, like, you know, other schools, they I leave.
0: Yeah. I can't tell you how big it is. I mean, it is. And we do. I bet we've kept – Coach Nelson's been there since day one with me. Mm-hmm. My freshman coach, who just is still around day one. I've got I've got about three or four guys that have been with me since day one. And the other guys, like Coach Beaker, I mean, yep. he, he – a head football coach. Rich McMahon, D-line, head football mm-hmm. coach at Porta, 15 yep. years, all those playoffs. I mean, I go through the list. Matt Lauber, who I just got, um, Southeast head coach, great coach. Mm-hmm. And, and I just get these guys. And what I got now are former players. And so kids that know what it was, Tyler Mazzini, Matt Swain, and these guys that that want to come back and be a part of it. And um, so I really am blessed when it comes to that because both ways – like Coach Beaker, man, he he realizes he has been at other places, yeah. right? He's like, man, yeah. this place is good, and yeah. the kids are good. It's fun to coach, and he doesn't have to deal with all the head coaching stuff. He gets to coach defense, coaches these kids, and he gets to go home, you know. And mm-hmm. and um, these guys enjoy that. And um, two guys that coached me in high school, Coach Warren, who was my D coordinator as my specialty coach, he was my D coordinator in high school. Jim Smith, who who again has been with me since day one, was my coach mm-hmm. growing up, and and so it's amazing that you know um, I feel bad for guys that really had to go through the carousel because that's tough um, to ever truly get. If football's not it's not no offense to basketball, or some of these things, and even there it's hard. You, one guy, fifteen kids, twelve kids, you can get you, you know what I mean. Right. You can kind of create your system when you have a hundred kids, when you have 50 kids, you better have five or six guys mm-hmm. that are, that know what you're doing that are on the same page and going the same direction as you. Cause so many assistants now, I, and I get it, man. We in Illinois, we don't get, you guys don't get these. I don't get paid much as a head coach. Yeah. I know the assistants don't get paid much. And so to have a family life, keep your wife happy mm-hmm. and you're gone all this time for $3,000, yeah. $2,000, man, It that's tough.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah,
0: um, and that's what dad taught me is you better make it fun. I think what we've tried to do is we've tried to make it fun for the whole family. We want right. all, I want the kids to come out to practice. I want the wives to be a part of things. I want them, I want them to be a part of the, a part of the family and part of the system. And I don't go out of my way to do crazy things. Cause I also want them to have their time. Like, mm-hmm. man, I tried, you come out to a practice. We'll always, we've always had four or five little kids out there, whether they're coaches, sons, daughters, and the, and the high school kids are the ones watching them and they're just yeah. out there playing having a good time. And cause if you don't, then your wife, it's like, man, what, why are we doing this? You're mm-hmm. getting paid 3000 and you're gone all the time. And, um, it, it's not, and I get it. It's yeah. man, it is hard. It's hard to, you gotta love it. And so I got guys that love it, love what they're doing. They, they enjoy it. The kids enjoy it. Their families enjoy it. And so, yeah. but that's a hard sell for a lot of people in today's world. And I, and I, when people come up with that, I say, man, I I get I understand that's hard. Yeah. It's not easy, man, and it's I, I'm in a lucky place, and I just I think we, I think these guys love it. They love coaching, but they also love Rochester. Mm-hmm. So that that's we've been lucky with that.
2: Yeah, because I was gonna say you're pretty lucky. Like um, part of it was COVID. After the COVID year, after that fall, we had like four openings, and it took us it or not us. It took him months and months, like not till the summer. So we could have like a staff because one people just, there's not enough coaches anymore. I don't think they want, there's a couple things. One, there's just no coaches Two, Like you said, well, wait a minute. I got to be there from three 30 to six. Yeah. Cause we got to practice and we got to break down the film. You got to do whatever. Oh, then I got to go to all these games. Well, what if I'm only there this time? And as a head coach, you know, like, well, I can work with you on some things, but I can't have you do this all the time. Or it's like, well, I want to be paid. Well, I don't have enough stipends, or I don't have enough of this. Well, I can't pay. We can't pay you. Or, or it's, oh, am I the OC? Am I the DC? And they're like, no. Like you're going to come in and learn and, and do things. And so it was hard to like build a staff. And, um, you know, we the main core of us have been there, but to to fill a staff each year has become tough. And then we have people texting us, hey, you guys know any coaches that want to come coach? And we're like, no, because we're trying to find them. You know, nobody wants to I shouldn't say nobody, but there I think there's less coaches I mean, now.
0: I bet it's half what it used to. I bet this I bet two thousand to today, it's half. I bet it's half of what out of of people that really want to do it, do it for the right reasons. Um and COVID was a killer. Yeah, I think COVID kind of got my dad out. I think uh-huh. I think it got a lot of people out of the game. I think a lot of people became bitter. Towards mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They saw a lot of sides of life of parents and other things. And parents are getting people out. Let's be honest. It's yeah. it's like, man, why am I dealing with this? It's the referee say no difference. Yeah. They come in. These yeah. people are nuts. And it's like, man, why do I want it for 50 bucks? I, I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with this. Right. And, and like you said, there are so many factors. That's probably the hardest thing. And the thing I've been the most blessed is to keeping a coaching staff. And right. that doesn't mean we don't get a little turnover, but overall, I guarantee our turnover is less than. 98% of people's and for all those reasons. Everybody wants to be the call of the plays. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to be the head coach. Everyone, you know, until until they get, you know, mm-hmm. they want to be the sophomore. They don't want to be on the freshman. They don't and so oh, you get all that plus the pay, it's not good. And you got your wife yelling at you about yep. It. Yep. it ain't worth it. I need you home with the kids. And and then and they manage just and then they get out of it. And so um it that's a hard and I don't care. I think every sport does football's uh, probably the least of them, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's hard for everybody and anyone who doesn't think there's not a problem. There is, there's a referee problem. There's a coaching problem. Mm -hmm. Um, It's tough and it's affecting our kids. And a lot of it is parents. I don't, I don't even want to go down that alley, but, and I'm lucky (laughs) where I'm at, but man, it's people are crazy. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's people just don't want to do it and go through it anymore.
2: No. Uh, I probably didn't help with the ref situation until COVID, you know, especially basketball. But then when COVID hit and I saw the real effect of it, I've taken a step back and I'm like, do I really need to get mad about this call? No, not really. Yeah. Uh, football, do I really need to hoop and holler about this? No, probably not. So I don't anymore. And, you know, uh, I coached baseball last year for a freshman team. I had to umpire our own game six times because no umpire shows up. And so – Believe that. You and the other coach have to agree to it. You have to stand behind the pitcher's mound when your guys pitching and call balls and strikes from standing behind for your own guy. Like it's so. Then you call the ad and you go, "Well, do I get the seventy-five bucks for refing the game or umpiring the game?" Because, and they go, "No, you're getting a stipend. Shut up! Like you're you're not." And
0: I'm doing both. Oh yeah, it's funny though. COVID, it does it changed people's perspective. I hope you know. I think I think it's actually reverting a little bit back to the positive. I Mm -hmm. I do. Mm Um I, I think I, I think especially with the referees and the but I think coaches too. I think it's starting to cause there for a while, even before COVID, I, I noticed man, it was it was dipping down and, and I think COVID really hurt it. And yeah. then I think now it's I do think it's getting a little better, but man, it's slowly getting better. It's yeah. not good by any stretch. And and until you're put in those situations where you do have to ref, and it's like, man, this is like you said. Yeah. Cause I'm rough too. I can yell and I'm a wild man sometimes on the sidelines and you're like, man, why am I doing this? This isn't, you know, this poor guy's making 50 bucks and mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. is it really worth it? You know, and you feel bad, but it's, 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 and it's hard as a coach. Cause you're just sticking up for your kid. You mm-hmm. see, see something you think, oh man, what the heck? Yeah. But then when you pull yourself back for a minute, you realize, and you know, it's not worth it.
2: Well, that's why football is the best because if I complain, I just pretend I'm talking into the headset. I'm like, no, I'm just talking to the head coach. I don't know. And we actually had a college refereeing crew two years ago because they couldn't find refs. So this refereeing crew that was coming through, they're like, well, we're going to Indiana the next day. We'll just stop and do this high school game. And so I tried that, and that guy turned around, and he goes, I ref college. I know what you're doing. Stop. And I was like, gotcha. And it was like the first quarter. I'm like, gotcha. I understand. And I, you can
0: tell he knew he was doing.
2: Oh yeah, he's like, I know all the tricks and turns. You guys aren't gonna fool me. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> and the head coach lo- he he gets mad about it, but he also laughs because I'm just in the headset doing. He goes, I can hear you, and I'm like, I know, but I want them to think I'm just talking to you. And um, but yeah, and then the whole coaching thing is bad because like we we looked another thing with the coaching thing. I think sometimes coaches want the guys in the building. Well, now some have adapted and say, "I got to get guys out of the building because there's nobody in the buildings yeah. anymore that want to coach." And then part of it was COVID, but like you said part of it was before that they they were kind of done. And if you're a teacher and you're mm-hmm. settled and you're like, "I don't need to do this for three thousand, four thousand exactly. um, dollars," I'm tenured. You know, I'm not going to go anywhere, and I'm just going to. Especially up here in the burbs and certain high schools that pay very well, they're like, "I don't need to coach. I'm just going to." Make my oh yeah six figures and coach and and right. and that's what's happened. So now our head coach has adapted. Get some guys out of the building.
0: Yeah. I think it and I think that I think the coaching world is. I think everywhere is going that route. And I've been lucky. I got Coach Nelson, who's my O line coach. I got Coach Lauber now, but I didn't have I, I Coach Piper, who I had for a long time. I had one or two guys in the building. Everybody else was state workers. I got some cops. I got yeah. some guys that work at other schools. And those are the guys, man, if they want, they're wanting to be there, right? Yeah. It's when you have to beg your teachers to coach and they think, well, I'm going to do this for a few years. And once I get tenured, I'm going to get out. Mm-hmm. So it was almost counterproductive. You know, and there was obviously you found some good teachers that were coaches, right? But a lot of times it's 50 50.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think people are realizing, hey, we just got to find the best coaches, whether they're in the building, whether they're out the building. If they want to be your own coach, you better get them there to coach because that's we're past the time of, oh, teachers got to be in the building. And that's now I think, of, hey, the head coach is the best if you're in the building, maybe. But even that, in that case, anymore. I don't think that's a that's a definite. And if you get a great coach, man, hire him. You know, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I think that's old thinking. That's kind of slowly progressing yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and part of it is just short as the teachers and coaches. They got to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to fill coaching staff. And so, yeah, um, it's no different here down here than is up there.
2: Yeah. Well, the first time I saw it was was Coach Hogan. You know, he lived by Mount Zion, driving back and forth. He was the head coach and. I remember people were complaining, like, well, why – he's not in the building. And I'm like, well, he wants to be there, obviously, so he's going to do the best that he can. And then, like, I was out of the building. And they're like, well, he's out of the building. But that might be a Charleston way of thinking. But they were like, he's out of the building. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm here an hour before practice. I'm here an hour after. And there's some assistants here that go home right after. Like, I'm trying to do the best I can. And, you know, I've always coached – this is the first time here at Addison Trail that I've been in the building coaching these teams. I've always been outside the building. So, like, yeah. I always told people, like, the best coaches aren't in the building all the time. Like That's right. You made that good point. If they want to be there, they're already showing you, hey, I want to be there, and I have to drive 20 minutes to get there. But I'm going to be there. Yeah. And, and you kind of have to not settle for that, but you have to accept the fact that this is where it is. And, yeah. And- I, got, I
0: got two guys, Coach McMahon and Coach Smith, who probably drive 45 minutes every wow. day. Wow. Wow! to be assistants and uh great coaches and they love it and yeah. they um, you know what I mean it's it's that's exactly right people people will make whatever excuse they want to make for something to be wrong right mm-hmm. oh you got to have more coaches in the in the building and then it if you do that it's well we just need more coaches it, it, it people parents even administration at times it, it's whatever they need to to twist it and make it sound Right, whatever mm-hmm. they yep. th- they can make it sound however they want, and right. um, and it's not you. You got to fill a good staff the best way you can, right? Whether it's in the building, out of the building, find the best coaches you can find and go with it. And I'm lucky because I got a great school, great administration. Mm-hmm. But a lot of places, man, it's just excuses after excuses, and they want to blame the blame game, and you just hear horror stories, and you feel so bad
1: because mm-hmm.
0: um, people are so clueless. You know, it's. um yeah. But yeah. it's sad. It's, uh, you just you need the best coaches. Yeah. Just like you need the best referees. You want, you just, man, we need people and you need people to stay around and do it. Sound like it used to be.
2: Well, I knew there was a problem when, what was it, last year or the year before? That picture was floating around of like Texas where they were like, we still have a thousand and some coaching jobs open in Texas. And I was like, yeah. oh, so it's, re- it's not just Illinois, it's really bad everywhere. Right. And they pay good.
0: That's the that's yeah. the crazy part. So imagine that. Yeah. We pay. Illinois, is, I think Illinois is one of the worst paying coaches in, in the country. I know Florida, Illinois, there's a few others. It's sad what head coaches and assistants get paid. And yeah. um but man, Texas, Georgia, those places, I mean they that's all they do is coach. And even some of the assistants, you know, they might teach one hour, two hours, or they like you said, they they work somewhere else and they get paid. 20,000, 30,000, it's like, man, and they can't find them. So th- there's a real problem everywhere, and it's just not money. It's just not time. It's just there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that go into it. That yeah, it's, it's a slippery slope kind of. Um,
2: To be more positive here real quick, I wanted to ask you this because I know right. I've been here a while. <laughs> um, Where do you come up with some of your formations and running plays out of those formations? Because it's really fun to watch, like even this – State title game. I think you did like a jet sweep out of this weird formation, GT counter thing or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome. And a little bit later, comes back to it. Like, where do you find the stuff? Do you just sit down, and come up with it? Do you talk to your dad? Do you talk to other people? Or it's like, hey, I'm the head coach and OC. I can do this. I can try this and see if it works. You know, like I can't do that. I'm just the dumb old line coach here trying to. But like, where like where do you go to get that stuff? Or you just kind of sit down and come up with it.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good question. There's a good part of that, that, uh, Hey, you know what? I'm the head coach and I can yeah. try it, which is fun because I, I'm, uh, it's just how I was brought up in kind of my time in college with, with some of my coaches and my dad, when how he came, Man, I just have fun trying things. yeah, And so, you know what, a lot of it doesn't work. And a lot of it you might not see in the games. Cause I tried in practice and it didn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the end. You know, if you notice we got I forget Henry number four, uh-huh. he was gonna yeah. touch the ball yeah. fifteen times in that game. Right. Why? Because he was our best player. Yeah. And um, so how do you how do you do what you do? Right. I'm not people probably think we have a hundred plays. That is not the case. Mm-hmm. We have so many running concepts, we have so many passing concepts. We got a lot of formations, it looks different, but in the end, we're running some of those concepts. Concepts. We're just, in the end, I'm trying to find ways to get these people to football. They need to touch the football, right? right? And um, and that's where the formations, that's where some of the – and then, hey, then I do have fun. I love it. I love scheming up things and figuring out, okay, how do I get this guy the ball with this concept, right? right. Or how do I – because in that game, right, he was a receiver. hmm we ended up and we ran the ball well. And so it's like, okay, well, I got to get him the ball in the running game. Now I'm not going to put him at running back. Cause he's not a running back. Right. I can't let him have yeah. the ball 20 times. He's going to get hurt or pounded. He's not built like that. He's a slot. How do I get him the ball other ways um, in the running game? Maybe in, with some reverses with some quick screens, how do I get him the ball? Let him touch it so many times and still stay with what we do as an offense. And um and that's where I kind of, hate get creative at times and have fun. That's, and, and you know what? That's what makes it still fun for me. Yeah. And um, I love that part of it. I love the, the schematics of it. I'm still playing quarterback. I just ain't taking the snap. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm, I'm calling it from the sidelines. I'm, running, I'm I'm coming up to plays. I'm just physically not doing it anymore. And uh, that's what's fun for me. And uh, that's what's competitive for me. And so um, a lot of people ask that. And it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, and some games, hey, we're more simple than others. And some games were, you know, we do a little bit more things. And, and for whatever reason, it's, it's, uh, there's usually a reason I just don't do it to do it. I think mm-hmm. people think I just do crazy stuff to do crazy stuff. Um, that's not the case. Um, yeah, you man. know, but there are times where, yeah. you know, hey, we get certain people in the end. It's like my dad, you know, he always used to call it the man offense. You get the man in the football, and mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. Yeah. And you got to find your best player and get him to football as many times as you can, um, in the right way. And uh, it's hard, right? I mean, um, if you're a running team and they're keying the running back all, Hey, it's hard to get them the ball different ways. If you're an outside receiver and they know you're the best, they can, they can double cover them. And so how do you get that guy to the football? And, um, so yeah, that's uh I know that's a long answer, but that's uh that's kind of how we get to those points. So
2: yeah, I just want you to know I never thought you were crazy. I just thought it looked fun. And then then it comes to the point of well, is this <laughs> well then the, but then like you kind of said, are they being complicated? And I'm like, I think they just run gap scheme if you look at it. There's power, there's GT, there's a little bit of dive or a little bit of zone or whatever you want to call it. Like I was like, I don't think it's too much, and so it becomes or Or like I said, I've kept track. Or like, you're yelling a bunch of things. Or like, I'm watching and you guys have to yell this thing here and this thing here and this thing here. And I'm like, so that's where it comes down to. Like, are they being complicated? And I said, well, they can if they want, if they have the kids. But if they don't have the kids, they're not going to be. But then they're like, well, look at all these formations. And I'm like, I bet you he has less plays this game because he put in more formations. I almost bet that's what's happened, you know. And and at the end of the day, it just looks fun and creative. And you just kind of go... Well, I didn't see that on Saturday from some team. So where did he come up with that? You know, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, I just want to know where he comes up with it. And I'm like, I bet he just writes it on a napkin. I'm like, that's what I would do.
0: You got figured out, though, I man. A lot of what you said is so true. It's, uh, man, you're not uh, – that's that's about exactly right. I mean, it's um, – we run a few schemes, just different ways of doing it and trying to figure out best ways you can to to – to get, to get people the ball and to do it different ways. But it, you look, there's a few things that have not changed in our offense since 2005 and some of our gap scheme stuff, some of our quick game stuff, some of the screen stuff you watch 2005 and you watch today, it's mm-hmm. still some of the same stuff. Now, how you get to it, the formations, how we're running it, how we're verbalizing things different. Yes. But you look at a lot of the stuff, the base, really has not changed since 2005 which is uh you know some people and hey not everyone thinks like me and and there's a, there's so many ways to do things people you know I, I tell people and when I speak at clinics says you don't have to do it this way I mean there's so many ways to do stuff yeah and do it right and win and win championships and man this is just how I like to do it I enjoy it this is where we're at right now there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of different ways of doing things and uh, yeah so yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, uh, will you change your terminology year to year? What you call plays, or does some of it stay the same?
0: Good question. Some of it we will. Some of it, will, yeah, so it matters. The matters the year, matters the group. Uh, to be honest, a lot of it matters the quarterback, and mm-hmm. I try to keep as much the same all the way through. Okay. Um, but but I do adapt in how we some of the words and some of the verbiage so because i'm a big uh, kids are going to memorize whatever you tell them 24 die for us meant you know back in the day 27 counter (laughs) it's the same thing as what i as i call you know roses you know Mm -hmm. my kids knows it as roses and we knew it as 27 counter it's memorization in the end Mm -hmm. right i mean no matter how you say it And, and so changing I think a lot of people, just because of how we were coached, we have a, people have a rough time with that concept of, well, this is how I knew it. This is how we're going to do it, and I get it. That's how I knew it too. But whatever you teach these kids, that's how they're going to know it, right? It's like taking a test, and um, so it's we we'll change the verbs, change. We'll add words, we'll do things like that because hey, we do play these teams repeatedly, right? We've played right. from 15 times now, and is my father and so he I guarantee he knew a lot of what we were doing right what we were saying so we did have to change things stay on top of it um you know what I mean and so you do you do you do adapt but it's how much do you adapt how much do you change without confusing yourself including them you know I mean Uh and really the quarterbacks who I base a lot of that on to be honest with you
2: right I remember the first time I changed something was power. I was like, when we all grew up, it was forty-four power. It's gonna hit the C gap, it's gonna hit whatever. And I as you get older, like I walked on to play at EIU and I'm like, wait a minute, they told me that that's where I first learned power might hit A gap, <laughs> B gap, or C gap. I have no clue. And I go, as a kid, you're like, What do you mean you have no clue? And they're like, How are they gonna line up on defense? Like the down blocks might make it this, it might make it this. And so when I got to Addison Trail, I yeah. taught them. I, I said that to even the coaches. I'm like, I don't know where power is going to hit, and they go, "What?" I'm like, because I'm the run game coordinator, so all the runs me. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? I was like, well, if they line up in this front, it's going to hit here. If they line up in this front, it's going to hit here. If they slant yeah. in this front, it's going to hit here. Like, I don't know. Well, then then they say, "Where's the running back supposed to go?" And I was like, "Follow the guard." I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Follow him. You know. Yeah.
0: So now pick the middle and then adapt. Yeah. No, I hear you. I'm like, well, and a man. lot of people struggle with that, and especially yeah. offensive people—people people that aren't offensive people, people who did things a certain way—and yeah. that's all they know. Is once you start speaking, it's similar, and, mm-hmm. it, it, and it's no different than what you did in high school, right? In a way, it's the same. Everyone's blocking down, kicking out, yep. rolling through. I mean, it's it's yeah. no man. You're just a little more advanced. You find out some more things. Teams are playing more different kind of defenses. Yes. Like you said, as a yeah. like three-man front, four-man front. Uh, you get all those things and, Hey, this is probably going to hit a little tighter. It's going to hit a little wider most of the time, but you don't know, man, you got to follow your guard in the end. And then the great, the great running backs and the great teams are good at that. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, a lot of stuff, people don't like gray, you know? Yeah. And, and o lineman coaches are some of the worst. My, you know, there's the, man, the gray stuff, the gray areas, man, we like black and white. We like answers. We like, and there's just some things that are gray areas, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, some of the best things I've done is when I've adapted to kind of black and white to go into the gray and Mm -hmm. say, we're going to, we're going to pass pro like this, you know, we're going to kind of sift and figure it out, you know, and, and, um, that doesn't mean there's not rules. But there's also we also let our kids kind of also adapt on the run, Mm -hmm. and some of the best years I've ever done is when I've kind of pulled back Mm -hmm. and I've let those kids kind of hey are we gonna are we always gonna say we're gonna have a foot and a half splits I mean why they like if they like getting tight let them be tight if that's what makes them comfortable God bless them now if they ain't blocking then hey we'll fix it. But right. these kids were pretty good at what they did i'm gonna let them get tighter i don't care if it's less than a foot sport, yeah you know yep. forget it you know what i mean and so we have all these rules and these bases and sometimes um it's funny how it just changes and and uh i you know what i, I probably with the running back quarterback mesh stuff like on different run plays i was very your heels are on toes you got to yeah. go across and it's funny as the summer goes on they they veer away from that but you know what i learned to Hey, as long as they ain't fumbling mm-hmm. and they're and they're going in on the right path, you know what? I'm kind of gonna pull back and say, you know what? I'm gonna let them go a little bit, yeah. And uh, because as soon as I change it, then they fumble. They don't like it, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. as long as they're getting to the right spot, right time. Hey, you kind of pull back, and and again, us as coaches, we hate that because it, it's it's usually very black and white with us, and, and yeah. we struggle anytime it gets in the middle like that.
2: Oh yeah, it's old school versus new school i guess like, it is yeah. it's, it is um i learned i've learned that every single year where you have to take because I'm, I'm the online coach and like like you said i like answers i like things to be perfect
1: mm-hmm.
2: but i've also learned over the years i'm not going to have the answer in practice now in a game i can adapt and tweak things and do whatever and i've learned well you know what yeah i'm going to give you tools so like a couple of our run plays this year i say hey There's this technique to get to this person. There's this technique, and there's this technique. I don't care which one you pick. You might be faster, so you don't have to do this. I got a a scooch technique from Ohio University. It's how they scooch in to get to the guy quicker. If you're a quick guard, you don't have to use this. You're going to be quick enough to take your one step, boom, you're there. My 270-pound offensive tackle, 60-pound, you might be a little slower. So you're going to have to use this, however. And so what started to happen was they come to the sideline, and I'm like, okay, this guy's beating you. What technique are you using? They're like, well, I'm using the load step. Hey, why don't you try the scooch? They're like, yeah, I'll do that. And then they do it, and now they're figuring it out. So I have kind of adapted it to that where it's like, hey, my job is to not beat you up anymore. My job is to not do this, this, and this. It's like I'm going to give you tools. You pick which one you're going to pull out and use. Um, if you can come communicate it with me, we can figure it out during a game. Um, coach, sorry, I didn't do the kick slide on the pass protection. I had to sprint to get there to get to him. And I'm like, but you blocked him, right? I really don't care <laughs> at the end yeah, of the no day. Way. That's right. Or, or the right. And, and now with all
0: the different defenses, you almost have to do that to a point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even different in a game, the, you'll, you might see two to three different schemes against you and, mm-hmm. um, and it all changes how you do things up front, right? It uh, power is going to be black like, different in a three three than it is the four two, obviously. Uh-huh. And so yeah. you have to, yeah. There's some things you say, hey, you better never do that again, right? That yeah. that you're it doesn't doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Stop, yep. right? We're going to do these are your two options, or this is your yep. man, this is your one option. And some kids, hey, you got the whole playbook. You're you're pretty good. You you can right. And each kid's different. Yep. In what you allow them to do, and yep. um great coaches that I've are good at realizing that, man, each kid is different Mm -hmm. and you, every kid you, you're going to, you're going to treat differently. And, um, you know, it's just, it doesn't always have to be done one way. Some things, yes, Mm -hmm. but, but a lot of things no nowadays. And, uh, you just give them those options. Like you said.
2: Yeah. It's because they were almost like when we all played sports, it was, it has to be this has to be this. Why are you not doing this? And then if you look back on it, we feel handcuffed. We feel whatever. Now you're kind of, because I think, like you said, coaches, we don't want those kids to like make decisions. We're like, nope, it's my way, it's my way, it's my way, it's my way. and Because you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to look stupid. And so now I do it. I'm like, okay, you could try this, but if it doesn't work, I'm going to look stupid. And then you're going to have the consequences of it because now I look stupid. Or now I actually switch. I'm like, well, hey, you can do it. You're the one on the field playing, not me. I said, I'm on the sideline waving at the moms or something. Like, hey, guys, you're the one looking dumb on the field. And But I have that relationship with those kids where I can say those things and joke with them and do that stuff and have fun. Um, and then they know when I'm being tough why they're making that mistake. But, like, I had a senior who ever since he was a sophomore started every game, and he did. He told some of the kids, like, hey, Coach Steve's going to say this to you. You better figure it out. Like, it started to click. And so um, even, like, we're, we were a big wide zone team this year, and I taught the wide zone how to cut. Our running back made a cut all the way to the backside A gap, and it looked awesome. And he goes, I'm so sorry that the cutback was so far. I know it's supposed to be here. I'm like, who told you it's supposed to be right there? I just want you to get yards. I don't care how you did it. You got eight yards. That's all I care about, you know. And so they apologize for it because they're they're getting asphyxiated on why. No, I'm supposed to hit it here. I'm like, no, you're not. You're supposed to hit the open gap and go. I don't care where. Or power. Hey, if you bounced it outside and there was nobody there, God bless you. Because you just were an athlete and got yards. You're making us look smart. That's
0: right. Basketball is, one, I think, one of the biggest differences in sports. When I was growing up, you know, you you had to be – they called a play. You were here. You screamed yes. down. You screamed yep. away. Yep. Now basketball is a lot of four out, five mm-hmm. out, spread the floor. You know, yeah, you scream, but at the certain – you know, it's not all set. It's kind of reactionary. Yep. Compared to when man we were growing up, you know this when he called this play, you were yeah. here and yep. um, and football. It's always going to be play oriented. It's always going to be schematic oriented, but there's a lot more flexibility than I would say when I played. Yeah, of yeah. just the, like you said, the tools and things you're available to do um, and use, and a lot of that's defenses. You have to adapt. And, and different ways of, of you know, defense back in the 90s. If they were 4-3, they were probably 4-3 the whole time. You knew what they were going to be in about 95% of the time. Nowadays, that's not so much the case. And so your you kids got to be able to, to move on the run and think on the run. Yep. Um, and so.
2: Well, like my freshman year, we played a 5-2, and the kids are like, what's a 5-2? And I'm like, you guys have no clue what a 5-2 is with the tilted nose. You don't understand what
0: No, <laughs> All right.
2: I'm like, they go, what's a tilted nose? And I was like, don't worry about it. You know, well, why did you guys yeah, play that? Yeah, they have no idea. They go, why'd you guys play that defense? I said, because every team we played ran the option and we ran the option or we ran this. Like, you had to pack right. up the line and put five people up there. <laughs> or if you ran, like you say, if you run a 4 4, it's a 4 4. There's no dropping back. It's like, we're here covering right. the flats, cover three, whatever it is. There, that there, was it. There was no quarters. There was no mix. There was no blue. There was no passing it off. It was. Nope. I'm staying here. They're probably gonna run the ball 90% of the time. I just gotta tackle. Then, that's right. and then when you see a team that's spread out throwing it, you're like, oh shoot. Well, this is their time. <laughs> They're gonna win probably because this is their time. That's right. And, or like I, I try to tell the kids, hey, we're not gonna we don't block guys when I was in high school because we ran the triple option. They go, What do you mean you don't block people? I'm like, We well, gotta read somebody. What do you mean? I'm like, Oh god, you guys don't even yeah. know.
0: They just know from the shotgun, the zone read. It's a, they don't realize it's the same thing, just a different way. You just, you know, it just died under center, hitting it fast and, and a lot quicker. And
2: well, that's, that's why. all it is. That's all
0: football is now is triple that's with these. Oh yeah. That's what everyone doesn't understand. You know, there's, there's so many of those elements that are still in the game in, in the same, mm-hmm. it's no different. It's just done. A, it just looks different, um, yes. but the concepts are, really are very similar.
2: Yes. That's why, I coached in my high school that they did that. So when I'm I'll sometimes help out quarterbacks. I used to coach quarterbacks and when so we're doing zone read or doing that stuff. Sometimes they are jerks and they go, Well, you're the old line guy. You can coach this. I was like, Hold on a second. <laughs> like, you guys don't even know. I understand triple option. They go, This ain't triple option. I'm like, Are you reading that guy to throw a bubble or hand it off? Yeah. It's right. It's triple option. <laughs> like Sorry. Or you could run it. I'm like, that's what a triple option was under the center before you were even born.
1: All it was. That's right. all it
2: was. And so th- me understanding it to them, they go, I guess you know what you're doing. And I'm like, you <laughs> kids don't even know. No. No. Well, Coach, I appreciate you spending all this time with me today. I appreciate it. Um, not a lot of scheme. I like talking about everything else around around football. I do,
0: too. That's good. I, yeah, I'm, I need a break from scheme anyways.
2: <laughs> I like it, so. But no, I appreciate your time being on here today.
0: All right. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.